Welcome back, folks. Dave DeBo here and zooming in from beautiful Maple Ridge, British Columbia, just down the road from me. We've got a real estate entrepreneur with a very interesting story. Her name is Gigi Sityar. And Gigi, welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. Thank you so much. I'm very excited and nervous at the same time. So well, I'm excited as well. Not so nervous. And you don't need to be nervous either. We're just going to have a nice conversation. So I appreciate that this is your very first podcast interview. That's great. Yes, it is. yes. Well, we'll start off with some easy stuff, Gigi. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, uh, where you're from originally, and how your journey led you to good old Canada. Yes. So um, we're originally from Manila. So we migrated here in 2008, um, my husband, and we have one daughter. Um, so we were hoping that we would be able to land on our similar job that we were doing back home, but it was very tough, right? So, yeah. So yeah. What, just out of curiosity, Gigi, what did you guys do back in, in Manila? So I was, uh, I worked for, uh, I used to work for, for Pfizer as a marketing manager. Uh-huh. And then my husband was a mechanical engineer. Wow. So, um, yeah. So nice corporate type jobs. Decent income jobs, nice, good status type jobs in the Philippines. And I think I can predict what happened when you came to Canada, but I'll let you, I'll let you tell the story. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we thought it's going to be very easy for us to land on a job. So it took me a long, long time. So I was working like two or three jobs at the time. And our daughter was very small. She was about like maybe seven or eight years old. And as you know, like daycare is very expensive, very expensive. So we had to like make sure that someone's taking our daughter to school and then while someone's working. And then when my husband's off work, I start working. And then I started doing shift work and yeah, shift work exactly. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then so we of course rented. And at the time in 2008, our rent was like 1,200 already, and that was actually subsidized already. Because we're was was that in in Vancouver? Was that in Maple Ridge? Was that in the Lower Mainland? Where was it? So it was in Burnaby. Burnaby, okay. Basically Vancouver. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we were renting, and I was like. You know, um, I was like, oh, we're, we're like, our rent was so high. And at that time, the market was, when we were in 2008, it was, the market was so high. And then it dipped in 2009. So we moved here in August of 2008. So um, six months later, I was like, you know what, why don't I invited my husband to look into some properties? And the market dipped. So there was, we only looked at two properties at that time. And the second property we looked at, what we fell in love with, it was actually a model unit. It was the last unit. It was also 100000 down wow. than the listed price. So, yes. So, we were like, okay, we like this place. So, the realtor, and we were not represented by any realtor because we, did, yeah. we didn't know anything. We were new immigrants. We just walked into the condo place. We just, like, and, yeah. we just like, I was, I was, I was on the SkyTrain, saw this ad in a newspaper. I was like, okay, come on, let's check this um apartment out so we did and the realtor said like okay you make you make an offer and i was like you make a what you make an offer (laughs) (laughs) so so it was like okay i offer i want to buy this how can i get it right yeah so um so and then so we just she just said like okay um i'll i'll I'll, 
because we were not represented by a realtor. So that made her very happy because she got it to double end the commission. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so she said, okay, so why don't I throw in all of that? Because it was a model unit. So she threw in all the um, furniture. furniture? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yes. It was very nice. So, and then because we were new in Canada, she said like, um, she actually suggested for us to like take the possession like on our one year mark. Um, because I think there's like some maybe at that time like tax implication or, or something. So which was perfect then because um, they were trying to finish some things in the building too. So we took possession after one year. We had no credit history, nothing. I just like we just we just like okay, I hope we get we get um approval, so which we did. Yeah. Um, so how did you get approval with no credit history? multiple okay. jobs, all that kind of stuff. Even, exactly. It was a lot easier back then, but even then it wasn't that easy. Yes, yeah. yes. So my husband was working, per- he was he was permanent at that time. Okay. Um, but I just, I was just actually working, I think six months in then. So I had to talk to my boss um, and told him, hey, we're applying for a um, for mortgage and you're going to get a call. So I was wondering if you could like, you know, let them know that I'm going to be working full time in this company. And then he said that. And, you know, I just did a lot of I prayed and I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> the, the, the broker said, well, someone up there is looking up to you. Uh, after <laughs> you so you got an approval. So, nice. yeah, we didn't, we, I guess we didn't have a lot of debts at the time. We didn't, we didn't have, we didn't buy any new car, anything like mm. that. So, um, and then our, at that time, our, I think our work, our, the, the money coming in was probably enough to cover the mortgage. Yeah, evidently. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, good. So you got into your, your first primary residence back in 2009. Sorry, nine, yeah. Yep. Okay. And then when did real estate investing come into play? So, okay. So uh, I started um, real estate investing a couple of years ago. So basically there was a major life event that happened. So which allowed me to reflect on our finances and, you know, how do we achieve that financial freedom one day and leave something behind for a daughter? So I think. Do do you mind sharing what that major life event was? Yeah. Yeah. So I got actually restructured. (laughs) I got restructured on for my job, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Does restructured mean you got laid off? Fired? I got laid off. Yes. Yeah. Got oh laid off. Goodness. So, okay. um, yeah. So, um, and we had, of course, a mortgage, and we were like, "Oh my gosh!" So, you know, there wasn't. We didn't have any business at the time. There was no passive money coming in. So, I thought, like, okay, what do we do? We have to have uh, whatever investments we have. We have to maximize it, and we have to how do we um, achieve that financial freedom one day? So I was, I think on social media, I was scrolling over maybe Facebook and saw this three day workshop. So I decided to sign up for it, attended it. It was amazing. I decided to enroll in that program. Mm -hmm. And nine months into the program, Dave, I decided to just um, get my feet wet. I took action. I met someone online through social media she, he has a um a duplex in ontario so never met the guy bought the unit from him just did the numbers the numbers worked made an offer i took possession and then from that same community the program um, i joined in so i was approached by um one of the investors and she has an opportunity in new brunswick also for a, for a duplex and what I liked about this opportunity is it's a 50-50 financial split. So we're both on the title. Mm-hmm. 
So the numbers worked and, um, you know, we chatted for a while and we have the same. So it was a joint venture. Were you the active partner or the money partner or both? Both. So we're both. So there's no working or we're both 50. You're both putting half the money and you're both responsible for managing the property. Got it. Is she, is she also from out of province? With yes. that investment? Okay, good. Yes. So, okay, so yeah. I've also never met her. So I just did a joint venture with her. We just spoke on the phone and did the Zoom meeting, reviewed yeah. the proposal and um, what the plan was. So we were going to do a, um, a, a birth and then mm-hmm. we, and of course the market dipped a little bit um, this year. So, so that's my second venture. And then I attended a summit. And I met this um, lady who has an opportunity on, on Ontario. It's a multifamily. So she's been doing it for a long time and she was raising capital. Mm-hmm. And so hopped in on the phone. Uh, we were on the phone for like over three hours and decided to be part of that um, 15 door unit. What I particularly liked about this investment is we have an equity share. So it's uh it's not just you know we we have an equity share so that's what I liked about it and then while we were on the phone I told her hey do you have any investments here in BC because I have a pre-sale condo here on my table on my desk I haven't um you know how it's it how it is in BC I haven't I haven't paid anything yet but that property has appreciated three thirty grand and she said yeah sure you want to partner together I was like yeah sure let's partner together so we became partners too so um this condo will be completing this year and it's also here in in um, yeah so you got a pre-construction condo deal. it is a pre-construction yeah. condo is and that in maple ridge it's in, it's in, in mission. mission okay yes. very good interesting and, yes and we're planning to do sdr on it yeah you're planning to do what a short-term short-term, short-term rental. rentals and that's permitted in that condominium unit uh we're, we're just going to do like yes uh, the 30, yeah. 30 days which is okay yes. very good so kind of midterm rental. Midterm rental, sorry. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Excellent. Good idea. Okay. So your, yeah, you took a lot of action. So the first duplex that you purchased, what year was that? That was in 2021. So everything 20. happened in 2021. I really okay. 2021. That was the first duplex, the second duplex. duplex. And then you and then the uh, became a, a limited partner in the yes. multifamily property as the well. Property, Very yeah. good. Very yeah. good. So. Um, what have been some of your big takeaways from investing in those small multifamily properties, Ontario and Maritimes as well, from a distance? What what kind of, especially because you've been kind of pretty active in them, what, what have you walked away with? What have you learned over the couple yeah. of years? Yeah, I think it's very important, especially if you're uh, to have a very good property manager. Um, because, you know, when there's a problem, um, you know, the tenants need to be taken care of and you have to know what's also going on with the property, right? So, um, and then also when doing a, if you're planning a refinancing, I think it's very important to be conservative on the numbers because like what happened this year, the, of course, the market tank, like, you know, dipped. Mm-hmm. So it affected somehow our market rate. dipped, interest yeah. rates went up. Interest rates, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, uh, yeah, you brought a very uh, important point too. That. So, which is affecting, I'm sure, a lot of investors because of the interest. Like, I'm on a variable rate, and mm-hmm. I'm sure most are. Um, that definitely has a great impact on the cash flow rate. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, what was cash flowing nicely before is no longer cash flowing very nicely. Yeah. 
I was just talking to a gentleman interviewing the other day and uh, yeah, he has a condominium somewhere in the GTA, probably just as expensive of, of a market as, as Vancouver, maybe more. Um, yeah, his, he went from breaking even to now he's negative $700 a month on one property. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's, yeah. it can be very, very harsh very quickly. So yeah, some good learning lessons there. Now you mentioned property management. How did you find, cause these are two small properties, very different areas. So completely different property management companies. How did you find a decent property manager for a duplex in, in these areas? Yeah, so for the one in Ontario, the person I bought the property from has a lot of properties there. So he already has a property manager mm. that manages his property. So he it's it's um about it's more of recommendation. Yeah. So he recommended um his property manager. So I just so, yes. Just kept the same guys that just were kept my the same guy, yeah. Okay, that's good. Now just out of for people to have an idea, typically what kind of a cost is it for managing a one or two unit building like that so for the one in ontario um th their fee is eight percent plus taxes mm -hmm. which is pretty good for yeah, very good actually okay eight yes, percent plus yeah. taxes all right and, and i think it's the same one for the one in in, in new brunswick it's about okay. That's very good. Yeah, you got a yeah. good deal on that, Gigi, especially if they're doing a decent job because yeah. typically property management for small properties, it's it's at least 10%. 10%. Usually higher. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. Yes. Very good. Okay. And then the the multifamily property, it, was that a burr? Was that property already in good shape and, and you just got into it or, or how did that one work? The 50 so, so, so that one is... Um, yeah, so we were supposed to do a refi um, this year, but then, so we had a meeting. So the the person who um, is in charge, who's actually, who owns basically the 50% of the unit, um, we had a meeting and she said that because of the market and also a lot of restrictions in terms of borrowing, we're going to have to push the refinancing maybe on a later date, if not later mm -hmm. this year, maybe early next year, depending on how the market goes. So that has, yeah, that has affected the ARV plus, of course, the financing as well, the restrictions. So, yeah. so that fifteen-unit building that's in Ontario, you said, correct? That is in Ontario. So I'm just yes, I'm 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 just a part of a limited partner with yeah. Sherry. Yeah. How many limited partners are there in that deal? Uh, I think there's eight of us, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And between all eight of you, you own, did you put up all of the capital for it or part of the capital for it between all eight of you? I think we did. We did. We did put up all. Yes, we did. And it's a 50-50 deal with it's the 50 -50. active partner? Wow. Yes, that's a very good deal for the active partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a really good deal for the active partner. I hope it works out well for you guys. Yeah, yeah, Usually, yeah. usually with multifamily properties, you know, the 50-50 split JV partners with, you know, like the, the deal that you've done with that other uh, partner with that duplex, you know, if one person finds the deal, manages everything, takes care of everything, does all the renos, manage, does everything, and the other partner puts in the capital, then it's usually a 50-50 split type deal. Quite often with multifamily, multiple units, 
in order for the returns to be attractive for the investors, it's yeah. usually the the equity split is usually quite a bit more in favor of the investors versus the active partner. So for example, years ago, it was a bigger deal than that, but uh, my partner and myself, we did a, a 54 unit building, brought in five uh, joint venture partners, but the split was, I believe, 70%, if not 80%, I can't remember exactly, 70 or 80% for the investors, 20 or 30% for us as the active partners, but we put no money into the deal. So it it worked out quite well that way. So next time you see an opportunity like that, um, you might look at how things are divvied up. And if it's a mul larger multifamily, it, you know, really, I mean, unless you got an absolutely smoking deal on this property and, and the lift is incredible and the cash flow is phenomenal, then it, in my opinion, it should be shifted more towards the investor part. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, you know what? I may have to look into that. I, I may be wrong in the fifty fifty suite. It might be you might be right. It might be more than um, with an investor. I'm just like thinking right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah. You didn't have your numbers prepared. That. Yeah, no I don't have the numbers prepared. Okay. Well, hey, what's what's coming next for you, Gigi? Now it seems like you kind of got the bug. Yeah, you, you like this real estate investing thing. Uh well, first out of curiosity, are you back to work now or is real estate? Oh, yeah. Yes, okay, yes. Okay, good. Yes. So that oh, was a temper little temporary glitch then. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which is I think a blessing in disguise because it's it prompted me to go outside my, you know, my eight eight to five job. Um I'm still working full time. Yeah. Um and um yeah, so I'm I'm a, more of a passive investor and doing mm -hmm. the active role. Um, kind of on the side too yeah so moving forward so I've actually enrolled I've I took a course last year on multifamily because that's where I want to go into moving yeah. forward because um you know we're getting maxed out in terms of putting some properties under personal qualification yeah yes. personal personal qualification that's right so we were wanting to go into the multifamily space nice and, uh, yeah so what's, and there's lots of options there. So what are you going to be focusing on in the multifamily space and where? Good question. So I've, I've actually um, looking into the Alberta market because yeah. um, in, um, in Alberta, it's, um, you know, it's more affordable here in BC. It's very, very expensive. The cap rate yeah. is very, it's slow. Um, so yeah, so we're looking into the Edmonton market. Um, mm -hmm. Calgary also has gone up so high, so uh, maybe more of Edmonton. Yeah, and plus the landlord exactly. rules and regulations are much yes. better in, much in Alberta. Better, than absolutely, much, much better. yes, much much better. And what's what kind of so now that you're going to kind of take the lead, what size properties do you think you're going to focus on? So I wanted to start small, um, maybe start with eight to. 15 units maybe mm -hmm. or 12 even or maybe start with six but as long um, as it's commercial right as, as, long, as, as long as it's commercial because yeah. i i, I want to make I, i'm because there's a lot of things involved like for example we are like doing due diligence you can lose like tens and thousands of of dollars right and yeah. then just end up walking away because it's not sound for you to like take that that um project 
So that's why I wanted to start small, maybe, and do like, yeah, maybe six to 12 for, for, for a start. I think that's a really good idea, Gigi. So um, are you planning to bring on capital partners to do this? Yes. So yeah. I've, um, I've been networking and found um, some partners to uh, do the project with. Uh-huh. So Yes. So yes, I, I, I will be. <laughs> That's wonderful. Excellent. So what's, what's the, you've been probably looking around quite a bit. What's kind of the price range that you're looking at for these kind of properties, let's say a six to an eight unit property. Um, so about like, this, depending on the area, I think um, in Alberta would be about somewhere between a hundred to maybe 120 per door. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, so yeah, that, that's so seven, 700 to a million kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. All right. Very good. So you're probably going to have to, with all things considered, probably going to have to come to the table with around $300,000. Yes. Correct. For as, as a down payment. That's, that's right. Down payment, closing yes. costs, Close inspections, costs. all that kind yes. of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Right. So how many partners do you have lined up and, what kind of investments are they going to be making? So right now I have um, a partner, uh, one, and then there's another one on the other part. So I have like uh, different uh, people on the side. So, I mean, I have maybe like three or four um, that I've already in talks with. So um, depending on the, um, on the project and of course the cash flow it's going to bring in. Um, yeah. We're going to be, putting our own money first. And then depending on how big the project is, if we need to raise capital uh, just to be able to um, finance it initially, then we we would have to do that. Yeah. Very good. So I would, if I would recommend that with these partners, just so that you've got a little bit of peace of mind, uh, there's a big, big difference, Gigi, between somebody saying, yes, I'm interested in doing a deal and then them actually signing a check. So I would recommend that with these three or four people that you've had these good conversations with, just say, Hey, great. Let's kind of, you know, firm this up a little bit and let's all sign off on a letter of intent or an expression of interest or something like that. And even though it might not be legally binding, it really shows you if they're serious or not. So that's, yeah. yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for that. Yes. Yeah, that's actually, um, I'm gonna, that's in the works, like signing that, that, that thing, the letter. Of yeah, then I wouldn't count on anything until at yes, least that until happens. Yeah, thing. our recommendation for our clients when we're helping people to raise capital is number one, always get people to sign off an expression of interest. If they aren't willing to do that, they're full of crap. They're never, they're not going to come through. Number two, is to always have twice as much capital lined up as you think you need, because when the time comes, some people will flake out. So it's it's better to have uh, more capital lined up than you need. In fact, it was interesting. I was just uh, chatting with a, a gentleman yesterday, and, and he's in the multifamily space as well. And, and he was saying he likes to uh, sometimes overfund a project. And I thought that was a really smart idea. I said, okay, well, what do you mean by overfund? So for example, if you need $300,000 to do a deal and you've got, uh, you know, the minimum investment's $100,000, for example, and you actually have four people lined up 
that have all committed to investing a hundred thousand, and then you only need three. And then you tell the one person, I'm really, really sorry. We overfunded this deal. We won't be able to use your money for this one. And they might be a little bit upset at the beginning, but they say, Hey, no, no worries. You'll get first dibs on the next deal. Right. So, so it, it creates that yeah. scarcity. And yeah. uh, I thought that was very, very smart. You it can't is. always do that, but if you can, if that can be what you're working towards, I think that would be very, very effective. Yeah, no, I love that. that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. So you're getting into the multifamily space. You're looking at Alberta, more affordable markets, more friendly, landlord-friendly jurisdictions. Where do you see yourself in the next three to five years, Gigi, when it comes to real estate investing? Well, um, hoping to be able to really, um, you know, uh, own a lot of um, properties manage. And then um, I wanted to go into the land development phase too. Mm. So um, hopefully after the multifamily go into um, that land development, I've also enrolled in that course, the land development. Mm. So I've actually invested in a lot of education. I now, believe Dave. it. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. No, yeah. You know what? As long as you're making use of it, it's it's a good yeah. investment, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the goal. That's the goal in three to five years. Um, hoping that, you know, we would be able to have that enough passive income that would help us um, to, you know, achieve that financial freedom. And you could focus more on this kind of thing more, more exclusively then. Ex- Not necessarily have to be working at the job. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's a good goal to have, Gigi. That's fantastic. Well. Time flies when we're chit-chatting oh. about real estate. So if people yeah. want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? So they could uh, reach out to me through Facebook um, under GGCTR. Uh, and then they could also reach out to me my personal email. It's easy to remember just my first last name, Achua.ca. Very good. Well, Gigi, this has been a lot of fun. And congratulations on your very first podcast interview. Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. And a reminder, folks, if you're interested in being interviewed on my podcast, love to have you. Just go visit DaveInterviewsYou.com for full details. All right, everybody, take care. And we'll talk to you on the next episode.